Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. It is Thursday, April 28th. Michael Beller here with you on today's episode, or at least on this episode of Best on the Board. We are going to take a look ahead to the one NBA playoff game on Friday between the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. It is game six. Grizzlies looking to close it out. T-Wolves looking to stay alive at home in what has been and for my money, the most entertaining series so far of these uh, first round of the 2022 NBA playoffs. So really looking forward to this game. Joining me to talk about this one is James Edwards. And James, you know, one great thing about the first round, I'm sort of ready for some new series and yeah. ready to get some some new matchups. But, you know, we've had these glorious three-game days, four-game days, and now just one game. We're about to say goodbye to all that. Yeah, to me, everybody talks about March Madness is the best is the best sports time of the year. The the the, the mix when baseball, basketball, um, and the NFL kind of combine and draft are coming. Everybody loves that time. I'm like the first round of the NBA playoffs are my mm-hmm. favorite time of the year. Granted, I'm a basketball enthusiast, but I mean you're just getting high level basketball, mm-hmm. multiple games every day. Uh, when you get into the second round, it's obviously not as much, but it's still jam packed. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I just want to see a, some new matchups. Um, I want to see how some mm-hmm. of these series plays out because I, there's one or two, and we're about to talk about one that I'm not. I don't. I don't think it's going to end. <laughs> there we go. I like that quite a bit. And we are going to talk about one of those new matchups. In fact, the only new matchup we have as of you and I recording this episode of Best on the Board, Bucks and Celtics getting ready for what's going to be a really fun and really exciting second round series that kicking off on Sunday. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode, but let's start off with the one game that we do have on Friday. T-Wolves and Grizzlies, this uh, this has been just an awesome series. And Game 5, I mean, what a game that was. What a fourth quarter that was. What a comeback by the Grizzlies to take a 3-2 lead in this and force it to what could potentially be a decisive Game 6. And just up and down. So much fun in this series. So much fun in that game. In this one, we are looking at the Grizzlies as small favorites. On the road in Minnesota, 1.5 points. The Grizz are laying 228.5, the total on this one. So let's just let's jump right in there, James. You already said you don't think this one's ending you think we get a game seven which puts you on the t-wolves here yeah i mean part of it is just because i really love anthony edwards and i want to see more anthony edwards Uh um and i'm i don't i think whoever golden state faces between these two teams it's a warriors and three i think it's it's gonna be (laughs) whatever the opposite of a gentleman sweep but with that said the grizzlies haven't really played Neither team is – I agree with you. It's been an entertaining series. I don't know if it's been a yes. great series. Sure. Um, there were some ugly moments in that last game. But I thought the Grizzlies' depth, depth did show some big minutes from Brandon Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they've got they, – they've Jaron Jackson, they struggled to get stuff from Jaron Jackson. Dylan Brooks was abysmal offensively the other night. I just think Minnesota with Pat Bev, Anthony Edwards, um, I think that team just has like – I don't know what it is. Everybody talks about the it. I hate saying it. It's like the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it's the most cliche (laughs) thing. But I feel like while I don't think Minnesota has it to go far, I think they have it to to get it to a game Mm -hmm. seven. It's just a feeling. There's nothing I can really like pinpoint if you want like more concrete evidence as to why I think this. It's just a feeling. I mean, I, I think that that's totally fine, and that's that's the way that I lean in this. Also, um, 
Game six, really quick though, on that uh, that 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 three that Anthony Edwards hit in the corner to, oh, to force a very brief tie, uh, that set that Chris Finch drew up is going to go down as like one of the greatest forgotten plays in like sports playoff lore. <laughs> yeah. Like with with Marcus Page hitting yep. that three right before Chris Jenkins hit the buzzer beater oh. in the Nova North Carolina championship game a couple years ago. That's a that deep was, cut. Marcus I mean, that, Page, that's a deep. Oh cut. my god! I mean the double clutch on that ridiculous. Yeah. But that was, I mean that that set that they, I mean that was that was gorgeous basketball. Basketball, it was right, and and you get you get that wide open look. Edwards buries the three, mm-hmm. and then just more jaw heroics. Yeah. <laughs> right, as a, yeah. as a quick answer, just like totally erases what was like a, a beautiful basketball play coming out of the timeout and getting exactly what they wanted—a wide open look out of the corner for Anthony Edwards to tie the game. So that was just—I mean, what a great yeah. back and forth to end yes. that game and give the Grizzlies uh, the game five victory. Quick I'm question with you. for you: Yeah, better dunk. Jaws dunk on uh, Malik Beasley or uh-huh. Anthony Edwards' dunk in Toronto? I mean, I, I have to go with Jaws. Jaws six foot three. Yeah. I mean, that's outrageous. I'm like, I'm like six one and a half. And I'm <laughs> looking at this guy who's like not that much taller than me. If I saw Ja in real life, I wouldn't be like craning my neck to look no. up at him. And I bet I it's mean, a generous six three. I've seen, yeah, I've, right? I've been I bet around it is him. Too. It's, 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 it's a little generous six three. And like, I mean, he took off from outside the, the restricted circle on that. Yeah. And like, actually, it wasn't like one of those dunks where you like where you've got the the violence of your arm coming down, but you actually sort of throw it in at the end. Yeah, like he he dunked that ball. He did. I love that he said <laughs> afterward. Somebody asked him about the dunk. He's like, it was fine, and it was over a little guard. And I'm like, Malik Beasley's bigger than you. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, just the audacity to say that. I loved it. It was it was disgusting. It was a nasty dunk. Yeah, yeah, and like sort of the uh, uh, the you know the catalyst almost right because even yeah. after that dunk they were down eleven. That was yeah. the last that was the last bucket of the third quarter. They were down eleven going into the fourth, and then yep. end up outscoring Minnesota by thirteen in the fourth to take Game Five. I lean in the same direction as you. I've had such a poor handle on this series. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Just with I mean coming into the series uh, where things were standing and just the way the T Wolves uh, closed the season. And then um, you know took care of business against the Clippers in the play-in game and mm-hmm. came into the series. Like I've, it's, I've had I, I said just a poor handle, a poor handle on this series. So I'm, I feel I'm with you on the Timberwolves. Another thing that's interesting about this series, and I can't, I can't remember if it was you and me or someone else who I was talking about this with on a different episode earlier this week, but you know, these first two games of the series started out in the low 240s. Yeah, in the total, and now we're down to two twenty eight and a half. It's just dropped ever so slightly, uh, game by game by game, and now we're down fourteen points on the total from where we were in the first couple of games of the series. And that, like, that's something I don't really want to play either, just because of you know the the way the series has gone on one hand, and the way these two teams are still built stylistically on the yeah. other. I don't have a great handle there either. I mean, I guess if if you're if if we're backing Minnesota here. Does that lend to a higher scoring game? Because that's been basically the trend in the games they've won. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's a good question. I think what you said in terms of the the, the points trending, I think part of it is these are two inexperienced teams. You can sure. start them feeling like learning playoff basketball is different. I know we've talked about Memphis and if Memphis somehow loses this series to Minnesota, I know everybody talks about how young Memphis is, but there does need to be like a discussion like they were the number two seed, uh, I think. They finished two seed, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Two seed and second best record in the NBA. By yeah. Like five, by like five games clear in Miami, something yeah. like that. So th- they need to figure something out. Like they, they get. They, I think it's very important for Memphis to win this series, uh, just from a psyche standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think these are two well coached teams. I I don't necessarily know if it means it's going to be higher scoring. I. 
an elimination game, this is weird to say, again, I don't have any facts to base this off of. I just feel like I could get an extra bucket or two from some mm-hmm. of Minnesota's guys. If it gets, if it's kind of ugly, drawn out, um, shots aren't falling. Like again, Memphis, Dylan Brooks was what? Three of 18, Jaron Jackson. Yep. Uh, I think he was, he was bad. Um, you go down the line. It was, it was not good. I just think, I think Minnesota has enough guys to hit shots if it gets tight and ugly at the end. So in the three games that Memphis has won, we had total scores of 220, 199, and 220. In the two games that Minnesota has won, they both landed on 247. So, right? So like, it's just, it's gone in that direction. That, that yeah. guarantees nothing for game six. Uh, but it's just it's gone in the direction where Memphis has won the games that have been you know a little bit lower scoring. And one of those games that Memphis won, they put up 124 on their own, and Minnesota just couldn't do anything offensively. If Minnesota shows up at all offensively, that game gets played into the you know high 230s also. But still, right. it's been the trend of this series. But again, like it's just it's been such a such a back and forth push and pull sort of series that I don't feel great about that. So I'm actually looking at a couple of player props in this one, James. Uh, Anthony Edwards has a uh, points plus rebounds plus assist prop of 32 and a half. I bet this, it was the exact same number in the last game. I bet under in that he came comfortably under. I'm betting under again here too. He's just, he has gotten over this mark once in this series and it was game one when he scored 36 points. Yeah, He is a 24-4-3 style of player. That's what he, in the regular season, he averaged a little better than 21 points, 4.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists per game. In this series, he's at 24.2, four assists, 2.6 rebounds. He's, he's not the sort of guy who's going to get 33 points plus rebounds plus assists by getting six rebounds and six assists. He's right, going right. to have to do 90% of the damage on points. And since that 36-point game in game one, yeah, Memphis has really been able to keep him in check or right around that that seasonal average of 21.3. He's been yeah. you know peppering either side of that in, in games two through five. And so I feel like unless he has another singular scoring effort, which obviously is well within uh, his range of outcomes, I just don't see him getting over 32 and a half. So that's a play that I'm going to be having later tonight. No, I like that. And I'm also always weary, like young guys for the first, like this is the most basketball he's ever played in his life in right. a in a span. Like I, he's such a freak of nature. You, you might not notice it and he's putting up, he's still playing well, but like, does he have the, like you could tell Kevin Durant was just pooped. Yeah. Um, I th- I wonder if Anthony Edwards has like that umph to just like have one of those games that Minnesota may may need to win, but yep. um, you would assume that the other guys they have all NBA guy and Cat and D'Angelo can score. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanderbilt's played well, um, McLaughlin. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't think I think and I think Anthony knows he doesn't have to do everything. Right, he doesn't have to do everything. So I'm with yeah. you. I would take the under on that. Yeah, they're probably better off when he is not, you know, if, if, if he scores 36 and they score 130 as a team, as would happen in game one, so be it. Uh, if he scores 36 because uh, he's putting up, you know, 28 field goal attempts, that's not exactly what Minnesota wants offensively. Right. So I'm going under the 32 and a half. I'm also going to go over Desmond Bain, 20 and a half points, 26, 34, 25, the last three games. And you've just seen a much uh, higher volume of shot attempts for him compared with games one and two. Also, if we expect this game to be close, the minutes are going to be there for Desmond Bain. So I'm going to go over on the 20 and a half for Desmond Bain points as well. And this is going to be a fun one, James. It's going to be a fun one. And you know, be, it, with with the way some of these first round series have gone, yeah, I think it would it would be it would be nice for us as basketball fans to get a game seven out of what's been a highly competitive first round. Yeah, no, I would love a game seven of that, and I want a game seven of, of Suns Pels. 
Oh, As you can good. see me here with my Brandon Ingram jersey, I'm not even a Pelicans <laughs> fan. I just love Brandon Ingram. Yeah, got to get you get you a, a Duke jersey too if you'd be okay with that. Yeah, I would not. You see the Michigan, you see the Michigan State hat. I'm not putting a Duke hat anywhere near this. <laughs> uh, I'm totally with you on that, my friend. Speaking of Game Sevens, uh, we very well could get one in what is going to be, I think, just an awesome Eastern Conference determining second round series between the Celtics and the Bucks that is all set up after the Bucks took care of business and dispatched of the Bulls on Wednesday night in game five of that first round series. So we've got Celtics, the two seed in the East against Bucks, the defending champions and the three seed in the East. Now I've leaned Celtics in this, but I am very surprised by these series prices. You've got the Celtics at minus 185. Uh, you've got the Bucks at plus 150. I think the Celtics are the better team. I think the Celtics are the best team in the East. I think the Celtics absolutely should be favored in this series. This feels like too big a spread for me, though. So even though I like the Celtics to win it, it's not a series price that I can bet. Yeah, I'm torn on it. Um, Like you said, and I said it on our last pod, I I had the Celtics beating Brooklyn in five, and I had the Celtics winning it all um, going into the playoffs. So I'm a a big believer. They're going to get Robert Williams back. Mm -hmm. They've got through the first round – against a really good team, healthy. Um, my only – I don't want to write off Milwaukee, of course. And we talked about it on the last pod where they did exactly what you wanted to see them do against the Bulls, where they just mm-hmm. closed out a series. Like, they showed that they actually, like, have interest in going all the way and putting – like, this isn't just a we got one and we're done. Like, I thought that Bulls performance in game uh, five was very telling. Or was that five or six? It's five, right? Yeah, five. five. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was telling. But no Chris Middleton the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um I just think I just think Boston is defensively about as good a team as you can have to disrupt Giannis any way mm-hmm. you can. Do I trust the others of Milwaukee to, to step up big? I trust Drew. Uh I, I like Bobby Portis. Um but I just think Boston has too many weapons. And I'm gonna go right I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna put it on record again. Yes. Boston in five. <laughs> I like that. I, I I think that's, I mean. I just think, I think they're it, locked in, man. I think yeah. they've just, we talked, they've had that look. And I think they're well equipped to defend Giannis. Um, and I just think they have too many weapons to score the ball. The, I mean, they, Milwaukee is going to need those others to to step up in a, in a huge way. Right. I mean, they're going to have to, you're going to need a, a great shooting series out of Pat Connaughton. Yep. You need a great shooting series out of Grayson Allen. Brooke Lopez is going to have to give you something like there's like you they really need it because it can't just be the, the path can't be Giannis going for like 40 and 15 every single night. It's just yeah. it's not going to happen. It's, They're like, going to need Drew games yeah. like multiple Drew games to, mm-hmm. to win this series. So they played, let's see, four times in the regular season. Uh, Giannis missed the first game. In the second game, he scored 20 points. The third game, he scored 36 the fourth game, which just happened right at the end of the regular season on April 7th, he scored 29. So he, he got there, but the, the the Celtics certainly made him work for getting to that point. On those 29 points, 11 for 25 from the floor. The 36 night, he went 13 for 25. The 20-point night, he was 7 for 17. So it's to, to your point, like they, you're never you're not going to hold Giannis down, but they make him work. At yeah. least they did during the regular season. Yep, and I think if you can hold Giannis to 29 points mm-hmm. every game this series, I think you got yourself a really good shot at winning of winning this one um, in a, in a short amount of time. 
Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, if Giannis is, if we're looking at a, a series where Giannis averaged 29 points, it probably is Boston in five. I agree. And so it's just going to be, man, it's it's a fun series. And yeah. Um, I like, yeah, I mean. And it's I, not going to be, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy five. People hear five right. yes. and, and think that, like, I'm disrespecting uh-huh. the Bucks. I think every game's going to go down to the wire, but I'm taking, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking Boston coming out in the majority of those. Yeah, there are, we, we've seen that time and time again where we've seen close series where the games that were decided yeah. by a possession or two that ultimately end in five games. And yep. so it feel it looks like a blowout when you look at it like that, but not necessarily a blowout when you're actually watching these things. And so it's going to be it's going to be a series, I think, that does turn on those few things that we've talked about here. Can those secondary players step up for Milwaukee? Can they find some way to slow down? Uh, what Boston does offensively, because we know that that I mean that Boston defense is going to be there in a way that you know Milwaukee hasn't seen in some time. Yep. No, I'm I I can't wait to watch that series. It's going to be that's going to be a, a schoolyard fight. Like yep. that's going to be two big boys going at it. It is going to be a lot of fun. I am with you on Boston winning it. I will say that if somehow we're wrong about that, Milwaukee wins, I probably would take Milwaukee to come out of the East. I do think yep. the winner of this series ultimately is the winner of the Eastern Conference. So excited. I'll, I'll go as far to say the winner of this is the NBA champion. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. What are we looking at, like a Boston Golden State for you then? I wish, but I'd still, <laughs> I, I'm going to put respect on Phoenix's name, but right. go Brandon Ingram. They need, Devin, they need Devin Booker back. They do, obviously. and I'm curious about and, how that – and Chris doesn't look great. Again, uh, he's gone against uh, – what do they call Alvarado? Grand Theft Alvarado. Yep. And he's he's made him look a little old a couple times. But uh-huh. you have to trust that Chris Paul can make it through a playoffs, um, and you hope Devin Booker comes back healthy. So there are question marks there, and as we've talked – as every year we talk about it, um, there's always luck involved. So yes. um, right now, I'm going to knock on wood for every single team, but Boston <laughs> – uh-huh looks to be in the best shape of of the of the real contending teams going forward. They certainly do and this series gets started on Sunday so it should be a great one between myself and the Bucks. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for listening for James. I'm Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.